This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, here to tell you about the episode today. In this episode, I speak about subconscious brain filters, why it's important to be aware of them, what they are, how they impact your life, and how they can cause quite a bit of pain and suffering in relationships when you're not aware of them. Sit back, settle in, episode 124 of the Brain BS Podcast, The Importance of Understanding Subconscious Brain Filters. Do you want more out of your life, but not exactly sure what that might be? Are you longing for something, but can't quite put your finger on what it is? That is the universe speaking to you, and it is time to listen up. I'm your host, Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach. I created the Brain BS Podcast to help people define what success means to them and show them how to get it. I help you to let go of fear and doubt and prepare your nervous system for success. I show you how to understand your own energy and to trust yourself to make all the decisions. If you are ready to go inward and stop looking outside yourself for all the answers, this is the podcast for you. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I'm happy to be here with you today. It's a beautiful sunny day in Winneka, Illinois. It's downright balmy at about 43 degrees. And I got to take my dogs for a walk today and I played pickleball the last few days outside. So I'm feeling pretty good, having a little spring fever, which is probably a little bit earlier than I should be having it. (laughs) And I'm sure that's not going to work out for me. But anyway, enough of that. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we covered in the last two episodes because we're starting from scratch here and reviewing the basics before we move on into higher level stuff and to how to apply this stuff into your daily life. So the first one was understanding brain BS. And that's basically that our brain lies to us all the time on a regular basis. And it's up to us whether we believe it or not. It's up to us to decipher the fact from the fiction and then figure out how it makes us feel when we have those thoughts. So I used three tools to show you how to do that. First was the brain drain. And you make a list, number start with one, put a thought, two, put another thought, go through every thought that's going on in your head, or if something in particular is bothering you, you could do it on that particular topic or person. So you do the brain drain and you get the whole list, save a little room at the end of it, because we're gonna go back and do something else to it. The second step is separating fact from fiction, and that's when you circle the thoughts and you underline the facts. So you go through the list and anything that you believe is factual, you put a line underneath it. Now, I just want to caution you that we often believe that our thoughts are factual. So in order to know for sure if it is or not, everybody in a court of law would have to agree. So that means you can't have a horrible thought about someone and if they don't agree with you, then it's not factual, it's just your thought. It's really good to get clear on that because these these thoughts that we have that we think are factual make it make us think that nothing can change and that's just not true. So it's really important to recognize that. So you do the brain drain, you separate the fact from the fiction, and then you take the circled items, the one that are thoughts, and at the end of the sentence where you wrote that thought, I want you to put the primary emotion that you're feeling when you think that thought. So it could be shame, it could be sadness, it could be fear, it could be anger, or it could be joy, it could be happiness, it could be gratitude. Basically what this does, 
when you see those emotions like that are there next to the thought that you have it it tells you what your state of mind is and it connects your mind with your body which we often don't do and i am purposely staying in this area for a while because when i first learned this work i primarily focused on thought work but i actually think it's really important early on to incorporate the body because that's where you feel the emotion so you write down what the emotion is and then that will give you a pretty good idea of why you're feeling the way you are on a given day i i call it your state of mind because your state of mind is determined by the way you're feeling and the way you're feeling is determined by your thoughts now that doesn't necessarily mean your conscious thoughts which brings up what we're going to talk about today and i call them subconscious brain filters So subconscious brain filters are something that we acquire when we're little. It's early on, like when we're babies, through seven years old. Up until that time, our brain cannot come up with its own ideas and its own thoughts and its own perceptions about things. So we get everything from our parents or whoever it is that's raising us. We then receive those thoughts, those values, everything that they taught us, and we take them in and we make them a part of ourselves. And we never realized that they weren't our thoughts to begin with. Because we've had them for so long and we didn't remember getting them, those emotions that come from those thoughts and those thoughts get embedded in our body. And they get embedded in our subconscious and they live there for a very long time. So for example, say you are a baby and your mom brought you juice every morning in your crib. Of course, this means that you're old enough to drink your own juice. <laughs> um, but so your mom brings you the juice and you have it every day. And then one day, mommy doesn't bring the juice. Well, that's probably because mommy had a million things going on and didn't get around to it. But for you, this little infant who's waiting for her juice you became very upset and you felt abandoned and you felt like something terrible happened to you because you did not get that juice. Never mind, mommy brought you the juice 15 minutes later. You already had this experience, so it's a part of your DNA now. Does that make sense? So, it doesn't matter whether or not the reasons why things happened. All that matters is the lived experience in your body of how it felt when it did happen. Now what I want you to know about brain filters is they get passed from generation to generation. Our parents don't know that they have these filters and neither do we until we bring some awareness to it. That's why this work is so important because these filters provide a lens for how we look at life. They really impact the way we perceive information and we look at it from a subjective point of view that's based on our own brain filter. But I want to be very clear here. Subconscious brain filters are just the way our mind works. There's nothing you can do to keep them from happening. You're going to have brain filters, the next generation's going to have them and the next one and the next one because that's the only way we have any information. That's how we receive our sensory input for how we view the world. So, just know there is no problem here except when we don't recognize that they're there. When we think that the way we are looking at things is the only way to look at something, then it becomes problematic. So, we take our first years to our seventh year and we really aren't capable of generating our own thoughts and ideas. 
But we do start to generate thoughts and ideas after that time. And a lot of that comes from our classmates at school, from teachers maybe, other people that we interact with in social environments. And then we also get it from society. We get it from media. So we get all this input from all these different places about who and what we should be. Tells us how we should dress. Tells us how we should act. Tells us what we should care about. Tells us that being heavy is bad. That being thin is good. That being pretty is means you could be popular. That if you're not pretty, you're nothing. We, we take all this information in and we absorb all of it. And we accept it for the most part because what I don't know too many conscious 15-year-olds or teenagers, and that is why they have such a hard time at that point in their lives, right? That's why all of us did. We didn't know any better. We didn't even know there was brain filters there. We thought that everybody else thought the way we did. More importantly, we were taught that we can't really be authentic. We have to be like everyone else and think the way they're thinking. That is where the most damages come in because you get this idea, you get this subconscious programming in your body of what is a good version of you and what a bad version of you is based on society's expectations, your families, your siblings, everybody else, but not your own. You're not really even thinking about it. You're not even questioning any of it. You're not even asking any of it. I actually do an episode called We're Not in High School Anymore, Ladies. And that's when I was gearing my business towards women. And it's a really great episode because people think who they were in high school, they still think that that's who they are today. People who weren't popular think that they just are not good at making friends or they're missing somehow or they're flawed because they don't know how to do it. They think that that's actually ingrained in them and that they're not capable of changing that because they think it's something factual about themselves. Or the beautiful, popular girl in high school. She has like all the confidence in the world. She's like in junior league and doing all these things. Like we really carry over all these filters into our adult life. So for example, the little one who didn't get the juice when she wanted it, and I'm saying she because I'm a she, um, and she learned that you can't always count on other people. Sometimes people are unreliable. Sometimes people don't care enough about you to make you a priority. Here's another interesting thing that I learned from a course with Danielle Savory on the art of receiving. Our bodies embed those memories and remember them in the body when they're negative, way more than if they're good. So never mind all the times mom brought the juice, what your body's going to do and your subconscious is going to latch on to the time that she didn't. And this is how brains work. They're always looking for what's not working, what didn't go well, what's problematic. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them for doing that. That just means that's the way they are. And that's why it's so important to understand them. This is real, this is like real stuff here, guys, because this is, this happens. And if more people knew about their subconscious brain filters, we would be living in a totally different world. People would get along so much better. There would be so much more love and compassion 
and so much less criticism and judgment. Identifying your own brain filters is super important work. And the way that I did that, the way I figured it out, and I'm trying to show you how to do it without actually having to hire a coach, but I do recommend that you hire a coach because it's really hard to see our own blind spots and things about ourselves. You really need somebody with a different brain filter to look at you to help you uh, point them out. So I discovered in coaching that I had a few brain filters. One of them, a big one actually, that really impacted me in major ways was that I did something wrong. I always thought I was doing something wrong when I was little because I got yelled at a lot because I was loud and boisterous and my dad just didn't like it actually uh, makes me think about like when we'd be up at the lake that's where we spent our summers and the waves would come I would scream like a maniac I still scream I'm a screamer when I get startled or scared and that always drove him crazy so I always thought that I was doing something wrong that it was too much that I need to tone it down that I don't want to be a nuisance and then other times I didn't think I was enough. I didn't think I was doing it right. I didn't think that I had any idea of what I was doing because I wasn't getting what I thought I wanted. So this whole idea of not doing something, that I did something wrong, when people wouldn't text me back, I'd always think, well, I must have done something. What could I have possibly done? I literally, that's the lens that I look through life at. What did I do wrong? Like, have something happen? What did I do wrong? How did I bring this on myself? So some people want to blame everybody else for everything. I was the complete opposite. I was taking responsibility for everything and things that were total brain BS that weren't even real. And I did it all the time. I learned in coaching later on, and this was huge, that I also have a filter of I have been wronged. So victim mode. I lived in victim mode a great deal of my life. A little bit of a self-righteous victim, <laughs> which is not a good place to be because what happens then is we go from being the victim and victim mentality and we kind of get a little aggressive and self-righteous about how we deal with it, which is not helpful at all. And so that means there's so many situations that go on in the world. So many times people did things and I made it about me and somehow they wronged me. And my perception, because I had this filter there and I didn't know it was there, my perception is that people were doing that to me a lot. They were not taking care of me the way they should. They were not giving me the attention that I deserved. They were hurtful. They were mean. They were excluding me. They were, you know, it, it, was, it goes on and on when you feel like you're being wronged. Because here's the thing about filters. Our brain looks for evidence to support what we're already thinking. And our subconscious thoughts are way more powerful than our conscious thoughts. Okay, I want you to hear that one again. Our subconscious thoughts are way, way, way louder than our conscious thoughts. So I could be trying to think that, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't, but my subconscious is like, oh, yes, you did. You did something wrong. 
And that's what I'm going to feel in my body. And that's what I'm creating with the way I'm thinking. And, and I don't even know that I'm thinking it. That's why brain filters are so tricky and sneaky and problematic when you're trying to deal with other people. Another filter I had was in my family of 10 that, and I use this in my um, blog and earlier podcast episode on brain filters that are, yeah, I think I mentioned them, number 39, is that I was number nine out of 10 in my family. And I really believed that nobody cared what I had to say. And because of that, I also felt like an outsider like I didn't belong and created a lot of needless suffering for myself because that too was total brain BS because my brothers and sisters love me very much. I very much belong in my family, but I didn't, I didn't believe that then I didn't, I thought rationally, well, they must, you know, they should, we're family, we're blood, but in my core and in my body, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I belonged. So this these filters and being aware that they're there literally changes your whole experience of life because that that filter is gone for me now. So is the one that I've been wronged. So is the one that I've done something wrong. I've also gotten past I'm too much. I did that by creating my podcast, by starting a business, by marketing myself, by speaking my opinion. I got rid of the filter that it's not okay for me to be authentic, that I can't be who I want to be and how I want to be, that I have to do it a certain way. That was hugely freeing. So we have all these filters. Then we identify our own brain filters. But then what I want to point out is... We also have, so we have the individual brain filter, but we also have what I call universal brain filters. And that is, we all have the same filters. Nobody has a different filter. They're all the same. Every human being has them. They're, I'm not good enough. I'm too much. I'm lacking in some way. It's, it's just a whole way of looking at life. It's themes. It's patterns of thinking. It's the way we approach life. So if you find yourself in victim mode a lot, then you might want to look at what you think is going on in your life. You might want to look at, start questioning how maybe you're not a victim. Maybe that's all just brain BS. Maybe you're not really a victim after all. So all those thoughts, all those feelings, all those emotions that you're feeling about other people, you're going to want to question all of it. All of it. And I don't care if you've been married to someone for 70 years and you've been hating them for the last 50. Go back, question all of it, because I promise you it started with the subconscious brain filter in your brain and that other person had their own. Neither of you are aware of it. And when you don't understand those brain filters, there's no way. There's no way you're going to come to some kind of solution that truly feels good for both of you. You have to have awareness first in order to change those filters, to change the way that you look at life and don't go in automatic mode because that's what subconscious brain filters are. That's you not living consciously. That's you just living in auto 
and not doing anything or questioning anything or managing your brain or being the observer of your brain. That's you being caught up in your brain, hook, line, and sinker, and you're believing all your BS, and it is causing you a lot of problems. Generally, we know that we're in it and we're living in our subconscious filters. If we're anxious all the time, if our brain is, if our mind is racing, if we're full of fear, full of doubt, full of overwhelm, full of all kinds of uncomfortable emotions, those are all indicators that we are living from our subconscious. And that subconscious programming, those filters, is creating your experience for you. Here's another statistic for you also, that the majority of humans are in their automatic mode 95% of the time. That's right, 95% of the time, we don't even know what's going on in our mind and we are not managing our brains. So I wanna urge you to become more aware of what you're thinking. I want you to look at patterns and themes and the best way to really discover what your brain filters are is to go back to your childhood and to go back to high school or grade school. And what was your experience? How did you view that time of your life? Did you feel good about that time of life? Were you more a confident leader in those situations or were you a follower? Were you afraid to speak up or were you like your hand like Arnold Horshack and Welcome Back Cotter going oh, oh and trying to get picked on? Where, what kind of person were you then? What, what were you like with your siblings? How did you get along with them? Where did you think that you fit in with them? Did you get into trouble at school or with the law? Did you drink a lot? Did you smoke a lot? You get the idea. Really explore and reflect on your past to figure out what themes and patterns emerge and what brought you the most pain. I also want to invite you to join me in the Brain BS podcast community on Facebook. If you want to talk about this, if you want to get feedback on your filters, or if you want some help in identifying them, I am happy to help you and support you any way that I can. So in conclusion, I hope that you understand the value of the work that we're doing here. It's really important. Understanding your brain BS, being able to separate the fact from fiction in your mind and understand how it feels in your body is going to be instrumental and you determining what your subconscious brain filters are and to be able to change them. And this is work you are going to want to do. This is not work that's optional. If you want any sort of peace of mind and joy and loving relationships in your life. So next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about those feelings that are the, that are the result of your subconscious programming and the thoughts that you're having and how to deal with those and how to get a little bit more comfortable with uncomfortable emotions because that's a huge part of this work. I know for sure you learned something valuable here today. I'll see you next episode. Thanks for being here and learning about Brain BS. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. If you did, please take a little time to do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. If you're actually interested in being on the podcast yourself or have questions about it, you can find me in the Brain BS podcast community on Facebook. See you next time.